0: That's BlueNile.com.
1: The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. hello there and welcome to it's an s pod thing the podcast revisiting every episode of s club 7's insane tv show i'm sophie davis and joining me on this journey from miami to spain will be a range of guests who may or may not have seen the show before either way we're going to analyze it in more detail than anyone ever asked for if you're an s club fan like me and remember watching the show hopefully this podcast will bring it all back to you Hi, everyone. This is part two of my conversation with Barbara Mendes George about the Artistic Differences special. So if you haven't already heard part one, make sure you listen to that first. Bradley's meeting the other three members of Guys Incorporated, who are just like sort of man children, aren't they? They're just squabbling with each other. That's the whole joke of it.
0: Yeah, and they all have very 90s boy band haircuts, which I I quite enjoyed. But I I found it quite weird that they're all clearly grown men but they're acting like not even teenagers like children talking about oh his breadsticks are bigger than
1: mine and again you you could have done this with a death to hand couldn't you it's it's weird when bradley is the most adult person in a situation (laughs) bradley's looking down on them like these guys are immature fools
0: (laughs) yeah and just yeah and it continues later because then they they're arguing about oh he ate my guacamole and it's just You know they're really not endearing, and they just have. I think they're the most one-dimensional characters. Literally, all they do is is squabble and look pretty,
1: and that's it. Yeah, and Mickey D's there. He's trying to control them, and I like how he's quite sort of like go wait in the car. He's like their dad, and (laughs) he thinks like he clearly thinks a lot of Bradley, and he says to him that. The golden rule of rock and roll is that every band member hates each other and bradley is kind of like mm, does it have to be that way <laughs> exactly
0: yeah and then rachel comes in not not much longer and then they hug and then mickey d seems
1: to know who rachel is yeah that really confused me i actually yeah i didn't write that down because i thought it was so baffling i didn't know what to say about it uh, it yeah. was really odd <laughs>
0: Yeah, he's because he, like, he says something like, "Oh, Rachel," and oh, you know, Bradley and Rachel are hugging because they're happy to see each other, and then he he hugs them, and I was like, "What, what is this? Is this? I mean, because I think that scene in the restaurant, ha- yeah, like the, the order of these scenes, like especially the ones at the restaurant, and then the ones with Paul and Zoe, they're, they're in a weird order, so it feels yeah. like it's something that should have happened." later or there's something missing where maybe rachel served them in the restaurant and that's why he knows her name i don't know
1: yeah it's very confusing maybe maybe they cut something where she served their table or something (laughs) and yeah there's a bit of conflict created because guys incorporated are going to be launched at the battle of the bands competition who could have seen it coming oh yeah bradley is now torn he didn't think there was going to be any conflict at all turns out they're both going to be performing at the same competition so he needs to choose i suppose technically is there a rule that he has to choose one or the other he could perform with both and just like do a costume change I guess, although, you know, if,
0: if Guys Incorporated are launching, it might be confusing branding-wise, right, for, for Bradley to be
1: in uh, in the other band. And I suppose it goes against Paul's arbitrary rule as well, doesn't it? He has to choose one or the other because of the S-Club constitution.
0: Exactly, the S-Club constitution, even though, yeah, Bradley is going to look very different performing in this boy band than he does normally for S-Club. <laughs> Yeah, we can't possibly break the
1: S Club Constitution. That's the most important thing in our lives. It is
0: sacred because, yeah, if I remember correctly, the the it's like Article Forty Seven is the, the yeah. article thing. It's, <laughs> it's like there's there's at least forty seven, right? So uh, you know,
1: I want to know what the other points are. I want I want this published.
0: Imagine, I think, yeah, you should get your listeners to write in and
1: uh, and suggest the other forty six and, and yeah, what else would be in the S Club <laughs> Constitution? <laughs>
0: oh imagine
1: <laughs> so the next day they're all sitting around eating breakfast mm-hmm. and they're passing around one huge bowl of cereal and sharing it yes. which made me feel a bit gross not very not very covid friendly at exactly all.
0: in current times <laughs> not at all and at first I thought it was salad for some reason it was only when I think Paul or Bradley mentions that it's cereal that I was like oh okay because it's the daytime, but you don't know that it's morning, right? I think everyone's, they're not in their pajamas, they're wearing clothes. So this could have been lunchtime the next day. So I was like, they're all just having, you know, that famous communal <laughs> salad. All right. And then it's like, oh, Sarah, Oh, because it's breakfast,
1: right? Okay, got it. But that comes so much later in the scene. Yeah, they're all passing it around, digging in. Bradley picks up the whole bowl and starts drinking from it and they all look really disgusted like (laughs) that's too far Bradley what we were doing was completely clean and normal but you've ruined it now
0: (laughs) for the rest of us absolutely
1: and he gets quite defensive because he's quite like oh I'm still allowed to live here aren't I and they all kind of want to welcome him back, really, don't they? It's just Paul who's ruining it for everyone and being like, nope, he's made his bed. He has to apologise and come back to the band by himself. Very smug throughout this whole episode. Yeah, Paul's
0: power trip is, is very strange. Um, I did enjoy Bradley asking Paul if Paul was going to constitute him out of his own bed. That made me yeah. laugh. <laughs> like, genuinely laugh. Uh, there, there are, I, I have to say, that there, there were like five or six lines standalone that did really make me laugh genuinely laugh but just yeah with the the backdrop of the backdrop of
1: the acting and the weird story sequence um yeah a little bit lost yeah joe mentions that she got to sleep at 3 a.m after the garage collapsed (laughs) which is alarming
0: (laughs) exactly and then hannah mentions doesn't she like oh i didn't get to sleep at all which was great and then everyone looks at her Strangely, and she says, oh, because then I can't dream because she obviously thinks she's this kind of psychic woman (laughs) who can predict the future. Hannah's never going
1: to sleep again. (laughs) Exactly. Hannah will become a zombie. (laughs) And after Bradley leaves the room, Paul announces that he's holding auditions to find a replacement for him. Mm -hmm. And it's supposed to be a, well, it seems like it's supposed to be a sort of trick because initially Paul is like, oh, when Bradley finds out we're having these auditions, he'll definitely apologize and come back. And the rest of the band think he's out of order. Hannah gets up and leaves the room and she goes, honestly, men. Yes. And
0: for once I was like, you know what, Hannah, in this episode, absolutely. I'm with you. I agree. The men are all being unreasonable. Because even John with his going like, oh, pink, girly colour. I was like, yeah, they're all being twats in this one.
1: <laughs> yeah. John's pretty placid in this episode. He just kind of chips in with something every now and again. Yeah. he needs to chat. I think he needs to challenge Paul more. And they all do and they they absolutely should and yeah you you find out that paul has
0: managed to book a studio to hold auditions and i was thinking so they need two thousand dollars to fix a car but somehow again when you he he was with (laughs) zoe last night so some at some point between going for dinner and this morning when they're having their breakfast cereal he's managed to book a warehouse for auditions later that day i mean as you said you know They really could have extended the timing a little bit, you know, said one week later or something to make it a bit more realistic.
1: Yeah, and there's a rehearsal for the boy band happening in the same warehouse because this warehouse is the entertainment centre of LA in this episode. (laughs) Exactly. LA, famously a small town, you know, no
0: one there. Uh, Everything is happening in the same location. I I did enjoy how they said, though, that one was happening in studio capital a and the other in studio small a and you were like yeah. why why that was strange because
1: i was i that seems like it was setting up some kind of mix up like someone mm. going to the wrong room but it, it didn't it didn't set up anything it didn't set up anything i mean you you do see the people who are
0: queuing up for the s club auditions and yeah there's this there's motley crew of people and this guy in sort of a feather boa and a bright shirt who yeah maybe would have been much better suited for the guys incorporated but but yeah very strange
1: yeah guys incorporated are all wearing these sort of lycra jumpsuits and platform shoes like that bit at the end of mamma mia where all the men come out and they're dressed up like abba um, <laughs> yeah. brad bradley's in a purple suit and he says he feels like a gay power ranger which now, i was Sophie. not expe- i was not expecting that <laughs> I mean that that line obviously homophobic but I it made
0: me laugh so much I was just it's really by surprise <laughs> it re- I was really not expecting it at all and uh I was I was talking to to some friends this weekend saying you know oh you know I, I, I've had to watch S Club 7 and I was saying like yeah you know there's a few lines that definitely wouldn't happen now like this gay power ranger one and then my friend was like, yeah, why would you just say gay-, like, gay? He was basically like, gays implied. Like, weren't they all gay? Like-? <laughs> and I was like, yeah,
1: so, yeah good good point. <laughs> and their, yeah, their rehearsal is very disorganized. The three other members of the band are just sort of squabbling with each other again. There doesn't seem to be any sort of choreograph routine going on. They're just like running around as if they're children. Mm-hmm. And Mickey D is like sitting on a massive sofa in front of them, just watching it unfold. <laughs> yeah definitely as you said before it's it's another sims sims living
0: room (laughs) setup of just they're there in their clothes he's sitting on a big sofa there's nothing else there doesn't
1: look like (laughs) the kind of rehearsal space for a band but there we go it's what they had at the time it's like it's all we've got for this special we've got a massive house and a massive warehouse and the warehouse needs to function in various ways exactly and then yeah the beach which we're going to film in a variety of ways
0: at a variety of times of day the end
1: (laughs) yeah there's a weird mix of people at this audition it's well it's I feel like it could have been weirder like it looks like a load of blokes who've just raided a fancy dress shop <laughs> like as you said before feather boas someone's got a beret on it's a uh, uh, yeah I'm not sure what the thinking was there yeah I think someone's wearing like black lipstick. stick
0: there's one woman as well that we we see in the yeah. montage uh that that comes later I I did enjoy the montage I thought that was a nice um way to kind of showcase the different people um but yeah but before the montage Paul gives this very weird speech like a rousing speech to the auditionees
1: yeah I quite like this line from John where Paul is talking about um well first of all he says you're here today because you have a dream and Hannah goes I had a dream once and look where that got us (laughs) yeah and then he says something about oh maybe your dreams will take you all the way to the top and john says something like "Or well, maybe they'll take you to an earthquake damaged house in the police capital of southern california
0: <laughs> yeah. he, he does have some good lines in uh in this scene but uh
1: yeah and but- paul tells him to shut up or they won't just be auditioning for a new bradley <laughs> And
0: then all the all the girls go, ooh. And actually, I, I realized that that's happened quite a few times in this episode. And that yeah. was like quite a late 90s, early naughty things going like, ooh. I was like, do, be, do the kids do that these days anymore? I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, it, yeah, it came up, didn't it? When, whenever Paul is talking about Zoe, everyone is like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, I definitely did that as a teenager. But yeah, these, these guys are
0: older than me. And, <laughs> but maybe, you know, it is just what everyone was doing in in, in that
1: time period yeah i can't imagine kids doing that now i think they're a bit too cool for that exactly yeah i won't say they're all on their tiktoks but i i will
0: <laughs> looks like a good turnout
1: paul we don't want bradley out of the band
0: you said if we held an audition he'd come back and he will if not today when he sees his replacement performing at the battle of the bands on saturday what, what? well we did enter his club seven no, it's
1: Club Six. There does have to be seven of us. Oh, there will be. Us six plus your big stupid ego. Come on, guys. Come in, come in, come in. Let me have a look at the outfits.
0: I got the silver one. Mickey, why does Brian have the silver
1: suit? You said I can have the silver suit. Yeah, and I don't want to wear these platform shoes. Oh, listen to me. You all look fabulous, okay? Very form-fitting, beautiful. Your legs look fantastic. What's the problem? Relax. You look great. Bradley, how do you feel? I feel like a gay power ranger. And yeah, we get this montage now while um, Bring the House Down plays. <laughs> I, I do. I think this was a little bit of a wasted opportunity because I think it could have been a bit funnier. You know, we, we see all the different people sort of dancing around, but it's not particularly funny. It's just a load of different people dancing around <laughs> sped up.
0: Yeah, I think there would have been better ways to showcase the people. Um and yeah, again, you do see guys incorporated in the montage as well, doing some terrible dancing and terrible fighting, and, and yeah, Or well, Bradley
1: just, looks on. Yeah, that's because that's that's what he does, right? Every time he's with them, but uh, but yeah, I agree. Yeah, I did quite like it when it finishes and Paul turns to the others and goes, "Some good candidates there, I thought." <laughs> shut up, Paul! You should do shut up, Paul! Absolutely. And Joe says. This has kind of proven my point before. Joe says, which one? The one who covered us in spit every time he hit a high note or the one who played Liv and La Vida Loca on his armpit? I want uh, to see those auditions. Where were they in the montage? I, I was thinking, like, whoever did that should absolutely have a spin-off show.
0: Liv and La Vida Loca. That's a Britain's <laughs> Got Talent contender right there. Um, but no
1: and unfortunately that's not who paul went for yeah because it turns out paul is actually keen to find a replacement because it seemed like it was a bit of a hoax to begin with he was like oh we'll hold an audition and then bradley will apologize and come back but it's reached a point now where paul is like well we've got battle of the bands coming up we're gonna have to find a replacement in case bradley doesn't come back Mm -hmm. and he chooses this guy called Helmut, Mm -hmm. who's a he says something like oh he's got an interesting look yes. uh which <laughs> he's got long hair leather trousers and a big white shirt and paul decides to tell him he's in the band even though the rest of them aren't happy about it at all
0: absolutely uh, and he's also a creep a real a real creep
1: yeah he immediately is like oh who wants to date me (laughs) he
0: he specifically says which of you bodacious babes (laughs) wants to date the helmet meister first which i thought wow okay (laughs) firstly that's a very surfer dude thing to say and he absolutely isn't bodacious babes i mean that did make me laugh and it did make me laugh that he called himself the helmet meister but (laughs) <laughs> still still a creep still weird and yeah as you say you know again what 24 hours passed from paul being like oh no we should hold replace no, not even 24 hours it's the same day where paul goes from saying oh yeah no let's let's you know hold auditions to scare him oh no actually that's let's, let's replace him because because we need someone um yeah and yeah did you notice that tina's not around the table for for this scene, and there's no explanation. Is she not? She's not. No, like I I checked again, but yeah, oh, I
1: feel bad that I didn't notice that. Yeah, know well,
0: where's she gone? I'm, I'm always looking out for Tina. I have a soft spot for w- Tina. Was she She's there on. earlier in the she scene? She was. I, she was there, but I think in in this scene, there's like a different background, so I wonder if it was just yeah filmed. Filmed somewhere else or a different time i, I don't know what happens, yeah but...
1: during the um the sort of dancing montage you know there are all these reactions shots of the band that seemed mm. quite separate to me like my initial thought was did they film this at a separate time <laughs> I mean, so maybe there right. was a bit of a difference no mm-hmm. i didn't notice that she wasn't there where did mm-hmm. she go poor tina <laughs> well, she's gone off to choreograph something exactly be responsible for once yeah uh so this guy Helmut uh I looked him up and he seems like an interesting character. Um <laughs> his name's Tony Renodo. Uh mm-hmm. and his his IMDb page says he was Mr. Romance 2002. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, wow. I'm just laughing. It says he won this title at the Romantic Times Magazine's annual convention. And with the prize was that he got to pose for the cover of a romance novel. <laughs> and <laughs> this is amazing. like the main thing on his IMDb page. That's like the description of him. That, that's amazing. And I looked him up as well, like just on social media, and he appears to be a, a realtor nowadays, mm-hmm. or an estate agent, as we'd say here. And he also seems to organise uh, bachelor and bachelorette parties in Vegas. Of course, he does. Absolutely, he's like he a does. cool guy. I'm I'm laughing
0: at the fact that you said he's Mr. Romance because he really reminded me of <laughs> Do you know Fabio the the guy the guy with the long hair, the white shirt, and the trousers who is on the cover of a lot of romance novels? So I was like, oh. oh right. Right. It, it must be him who he's he's styling it on so the fact that he actually like not only participated in things relating to romance times magazine but won an award that is chef's kiss brilliant
1: <laughs> absolutely brilliant. romance 2002 romance. <laughs> well if you've got a name like tony renodo i think you have to sort of live up to that don't <laughs> absolutely. you absolutely like fabio indeed <laughs> Rachel then goes on a date with Jed, the Mm -hmm. waiter. Uh, Yeah, this weird shot where they're walking along the beach having a conversation that seems to have been, I don't know, added in later. Um, Oh, I, I hate this guy. He's so cringe. He says, I often come here to look at the sunset and think about the future. It's just all very sort of bland date talk, isn't it? Totally. Like, it's meant to
0: be a deep conversation, but it's not deep at all. Um, As I mentioned, like, it's the scene where they're walking on the beach. You you can't really see their faces. It's just these weird outlines. And to me, it didn't really make sense that it went to this scene because the last scene that we saw was Paul running off to go meet Zoe. So I was expecting Paul and Zoe to meet uh, but no, they've got to get this scene in with Rachel and, and Jed because I guess then there's a, a scene coming up later where, where they get a little bit closer. But I, I was I was totally discombobulated with this. I was like, what's going on? Why can't you see them? You know, Rachel was sitting <laughs> at the table two seconds ago. Why is she now already here on the beach walking with him? Yeah, no sense.
1: Yeah, and they're, they're talking about the band and he says to her, what would you do if you met someone special? Mm-hmm. And she goes, well, oh, how would I know if I'd met someone special? And he goes, well, and <laughs> leans down and kisses her because he's about twice her height. But I just <laughs> I just despised how he just went, well, and went into a kiss. Don't ever do that if anyone's listening and thinking about doing that.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was, it, it, the, the height difference was quite noticeable. It was quite funny. But I mean, I think Rachel probably is quite a short lady. Um, yeah and then yeah these fireworks go off and you're just like oh this is this is disgusting
1: <laughs> yeah they they sort of have a little look at the fireworks and then he turns to her and goes more and she's like oh yes please and he kisses her again it's so cringe
0: cringe is absolutely the right word I I did appreciate though at least the second time he did kind of ask if it was okay rather than going oh well
1: <laughs> I appreciated the consent but mm-hmm. it was pretty uh, it made my skin crawl the way he was like more yeah and
0: I mean yeah like you said the, the conversations and the, and the fact that earlier on he was like yes you know because I think she talks to him about an audition and he's like oh no I'm the one waiter in LA who doesn't want to be an actor I want to open a restaurant in Las Vegas and I was like what like <laughs> why would you want to go to Las Vegas for a restaurant like there surely there are other food capitals of uh of uh of the US that's such a such a strange thing but there
1: we go that's that's his dream so that's why he's in LA sure mm-hmm. Sure. yeah it's quite specific he mm-hmm. probably hasn't got time to be an actor because um well we'll find out later what he's mm. up to in his spare <laughs> time constantly <laughs> exactly naughty jed so paul is out with zoe they've been for a meal at la presa Piece of again it's the only restaurant it's in la restaurant. now in this yeah. episode there's one warehouse where all the entertainment industry stuff happens and there's one restaurant that's apparently really exclusive but like everybody goes there in this episode (laughs) yeah well I mean she says to Paul like oh you're connected or something like that right so yeah yeah I quite like this bit where they're walking down the street and she is on a massive billboard because she's a model now and Paul's like you've only had an agent for two days (laughs) (laughs) and I love how he points it out and she's like oh yeah as if she hasn't
0: noticed it as if she wouldn't have been taking him to go and look him. at it <laughs> like, oh yeah I've I, I who came to LA for no reason slash to visit you got an agent got an underwear model I'm totally nonchalant about this occurrence yeah just there there I am in in uh, in a lovely bra <laughs> okay <laughs> all right Zoe
1: and then yeah another weird time thing they're then together the next day it mm-hmm. seems like within a few seconds because it's daytime she gets a phone call, and she's like, <laughs> "I've told you before, I don't take calls from directors, and it's apparently Steven Spielberg trying to get hold of her, and Paul's sort of rolling his eyes,
0: yeah, it was so strange who she mispronounces as Mr. Stellback or something like that, yeah, um, and yeah she it's very strange because she doesn't go full diva, uh you know she's just she's being quite firm." But then with Paul, you know, she continues being her sort of sweet self. And I was like, again, like, what are they doing with this character? You know, it would have been more fun if within 25 hours she would have gone completely mad and kind of been the one to reject Paul. But no, it's just like, oh, yeah, she has this phone call. And then she's back to like, oh, Paul, dreamy Paul. (laughs) it it doesn't make sense again i I feel like i'm repeating myself but it doesn't make sense
1: (laughs) yeah there's there's too much going on in this episode and i feel like i would have liked to see a bit more of her character because it is like it's probably only a few minutes altogether when you add it up that Mm -hmm. she's in the episode exactly and yeah paul ends things with her for basically the same reason she ended things with him in the past he's like oh you know your work's getting in the way and blah 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 Yeah, and
0: the end. (laughs) I I, I (laughs) was gonna say, I would have much rather have seen Zoe than to listen to some of the lines that Paul drops in this scene, which are appalling. (laughs) Um he says, I'm just not ready to catch a free ride on your dream and Oh um, God, I'd I'd blank that out. (laughs) Yeah, for the worst ones, I had to write it down. The other one that I wrote down, I think, when when she when she asks him if he's dumping her, he's like, "Yes," because you know, sometimes the scariest thing is the thing you've got to do. I was like, "Oh bloody hell!" They keep like setting up for (laughs) he's going to say something very deep. It happens as well in like the when he's giving the rousing speech to the auditionees, where there's there's a scene where it's like that he's there's like some swelling music and. It's like this I have a dream speech and then it just ends and you're like, what? Like, again, they're trying to make something out of nothing.
1: Yeah, it's like a sort of rousing piano thing going on in the background, isn't there? And it's just really awkward. But yeah, imagine sometimes the scariest thing is the thing you've got to do. Oh, hashtag deep. (laughs) That's that's such a bland saying. I wouldn't even be able to repeat it now (laughs) when I've just heard it. Exactly. I can see
0: why you love it out here. Just the sun and the sea. In the sound of... Oh, hi, Zoe, speak. What? No, no, I've told you before. I don't take calls from directors. Well, tell Mr. Spielberg. Sorry? Okay, Spielberg, tell him to call my agent. Sorry. Where were we?
1: Taking a stroll, just the two of us.
0: That's right. No more calls, no more work. For now, it's just you
1: and me. Hey, do you want to go to dinner? We could go to the Presspiece.
0: No,
1: I'm all right, thanks. Got a bit of a headache. Are you alright? right? Yeah, yeah, I'm
0: fine, yeah. No, I'm right. What's wrong? I feel a disturbance in the force. (laughs) Fine. Zoe, I've really enjoyed seeing you again. And I'm really glad that things are taking off for you since you got out here. But I'm just afraid that your new career is so important that it doesn't leave room for things like... or like me.
1: For... that's not true. There's plenty of time for you and work.
0: That's what I said to you two years ago when we split up. And you didn't believe me. And you were right. I mean, I was so into my music. It was so exciting. And now you've got this. And it's even more exciting.
1: But I still have my own dreams. I'm just not ready to catch a free ride on yours. We now come to my favourite scene in the whole episode... It starts off in a confusing way because, right, am I right in thinking, Rachel is about to run away with Jed. Okay, yes. I was going to ask she, you about this. <laughs> she's, coming out of, she's coming out of the band's house with a few bags. Yes. Um, and she's like, oh, I can't believe I'm doing this. And he says, nothing can come between us now. And I kind of paused it at that point because I was like, wait, what's happening? it seems like she's just leaving the band and running away with him.
0: Yeah. And after, you know, I mean, I guess she didn't slag off Bradley, but after the focus being on Bradley being the one to leave, suddenly it's like, what? Rachel's leaving? And she's giving it absolutely no thought. And then- Without <laughs> yeah, even saying
1: goodbye, presumably. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. And it's like, okay, here, then maybe it does make sense that it is Las Vegas, because that is somewhere where people kind of go and get married on a whim um but yeah You've been on like one date yes I, I was trying to work it out if it was one or two because the the beach th- there are two different beach scenes and I think maybe in one she's like wearing a coat and one she isn't so I was like right okay. is that the same day is that T- not because- two
1: dates is all right then that's <laughs> <Yeah>. fine
0: <laughs> for an elopement absolutely well I guess she she's worked with him at least once right she's worked with him once one other date. yeah of course it's like, just such an tomorrow. odd
1: thing for Rachel to do <laughs> it's like they just they just wrote that like yeah Rachel's just leaving the band overnight mm. without telling anyone that's something she would do Absolutely. yeah any any of them would do but uh, but yeah she she doesn't does she so they've got bags it looks like they're going to leave together but then plot twist Jed's wife shows up and goes oh Jed not again <laughs> i really liked her i looked this woman up and i couldn't really find much else about her online but i think she gives a pretty a pretty strong performance with an insane character i i
0: agree where she turns up in a cab
1: at the the desk club seven house and again
0: i'm thinking like how did she know that he's she got a tracker uh, on him or something exactly is that is it even darker than it seems and, uh, and yeah, she explains to Rachel that, yeah, he, Jed is so romantic. He can't stop dating women.
1: Which I was like, what? <laughs> I love that. I wrote that down. How he's probably the most romantic guy you'll ever meet. But the trouble is he likes romantic stuff so much that he just can't <laughs> stop dating other women. <laughs> So uh, how many times has he said that to her? Like, to, that the problem is, I'm just such a romantic guy. I just can't cage it in. Like, what what excuse is this to
0: uh, to try and get out of monogamy? i Yeah, it, it really. And, and she's not.
1: like, apologize. I, I quite like how she's not angry with Rachel. There mm. isn't like a sort of a cat fight. Mm-hmm. She's apologizing to Rachel on behalf of her awful husband, and she's like, Jed, get in the car. And he but, he sort of butts in while the two women are having a conversation about what's going on, because obviously Rachel's shocked. I think she says Rachel Stevens is like, um, you mean to tell me this woman is your wife? <laughs> She's trying her best. Um, uh, but he, he sort of butts in and is like, Look, I'm sorry for not mentioning the wife thing <laughs> while his wife is standing a foot away from him. And he tells Rachel that he does love her and he's going to divorce his wife to marry her instead. Again, his wife is right next to him.
0: Yeah, I love how Rachel's like, does this normally happen? And he's like, oh no, this this bit is new. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, wow, Jed, really, you know, he, he must have a lot of confidence slash delusion to think that someone's going to marry him, agree to marry him after his wife has turned up and and he is pretending she doesn't exist. Like, um, yeah. What's going on? Jed, go
1: and get some therapy. Come on. (laughs) Thankfully, Rachel tells him to pop off. Lovely stuff. And and she and the wife sort of like push him down a hill. It seems it's off camera. (laughs) That's what seems to happen. I think yeah, Rachel
0: goes mind, mind out for that palm tree or something. So so yeah, and, and what I really like as well because I, I agree with you, I, I enjoy that they kind of bond over it. Is that the the scene ends with them like linking arms and going into the house? I was yeah, like, wow, what a turnaround for the books. Because yeah, they I I, I didn't think until Jed says oh no I love you and I want to marry you that they were going to get married I thought oh okay she's just going to Las Vegas to be a waitress at his new restaurant and then so it's just so much happens in the scene um (laughs) and it's it's really not what's expected
1: yeah that's the thing with this show you get certain scenes that are way longer than they need to be and and certain plots that get really dragged out and then really quick scenes where you're like wait what I want more of that (laughs) definitely more Nina definitely more Nina I can't believe I'm doing this. Me neither. But you won't regret it. Nothing can come between us now.
0: Oh, God, Jed. Not again. Haven't we talked about this? Nina, yes, but...
1: No, no, Jed. No buts. The only but I want to see is yours in the cab right now. God, I am so sorry about this, honey. I'm really oh, sorry. Uh, hold on. What is going on here? Who are you? Just this wife. His wife! There's an yeah. explanation. What, you mean you're married to this woman? Only in the eyes of the law, and possibly God. I don't believe this, I trusted you. I thought you were, I thought this was a real romance. It was, honey.
0: Chad is really romantic. He... He's probably the most romantic guy you'll ever meet. The trouble is, is he likes romantic stuff so much he just can't stop dating women. He met you at Love Precipice. Yes, I'm a waitress. Oh, I was a customer. He swept me right off my feet. Did he do the firework thing? I love that.
1: Rachel, listen to me. I am sorry about not mentioning the wife thing, but I do love you. I think you're the most fabulous girl I've ever met, and I do want to marry you. Dad, please. This is so embarrassing. I do. I can divorce Nina. Sorry, Nina, but I'll probably divorce you and I can marry you, Rachel. What what do you say? Does he always do this too? No, this is a new one. So we're coming to the end now. It's time for Battle of the Bands. Guys Incorporated arrive in their um, gay Power Ranger jumpsuits, Mm -hmm. uh, arguing as usual uh mickey d tells bradley randomly like apropos of nothing that he's going to be bigger than prince yeah i wrote that down as well (laughs) just as they're coming out of the van he's just like bradley you're going to be bigger than prince (laughs) uh yeah that really that really made me laugh um can see why this band might appeal to bradley because he's getting constant praise from the manager and he seems to be the most talented one whereas in s club he's like one of seven (laughs) And, yeah, and they, they do rib him quite a bit, from what I remember.
0: Um, But, yeah, mm. I mean, again, we are at the scene of the Battle of the Bands. We have still never heard them sing, barely seen them dance. Yeah, it's – it's, and they're both in the backstage area very close to each other, right? So, yeah. Yeah, and Helmut shows up to perform Alice oh, with Alice Club. With with an amazing line going, yeah. yo, yo, broads and broadettes, which, like <laughs> – He's 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 a
1: terrible creep but he has some of the best lines in this episode for sure. Yeah, and it all it all sort of concludes quite quickly because they're all about to go on stage. Um well, oh god, I enjoyed this actually. If we can hear the announcer and he introduces S Club 7 as a band who need no introduction. <laughs> what are you talking about? The whole point of this show is that they're not famous. Why do they need no introduction? <laughs> and I think, like, I can't
0: remember in which scene now, but definitely at some point it says local favorites or like the local bands. Yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> but no one knows
1: them. Come on. It makes no sense. makes no sense. uh, But they're, they're getting ready to go on with Helmut. He somehow, he's like swinging a mic around and knocks himself out. And this is kind of the point where Bradley's like, oh, should I? And he basically decides to go on with S Club 7 instead and get changed um yeah because Helmut knocks himself out and i love how brad they,
0: they've literally announced i think they say the s club seven as well right yeah uh <laughs> standard they've just announced it yet bradley still has time to go and get changed back into his kind of tank top and tr- and trousers and, and come on and join s club seven
1: on the stage yeah, um, that's probably going to cost them some points in Battle of the Bands if <laughs> they get announced and they're like, just give us a minute, someone's getting changed. <laughs> One second, yeah,
0: can you fill, please? Did you also notice that, um, so yeah, the I think the band that was playing while, you know, the scene is taking place, that, that you do hear some rock music. And I, I think yeah. the announcer says, Nether Region has just come off. I think that was the name of the band before. <laughs> oh yeah, I missed that. <laughs> Which I was like, oh, that's, again, that's a lovely bit of detail. Uh, which, yeah, every time those things come up, you're like, oh, fantastic. A band
1: called Nether Region, like, you could definitely
0: see that being a real name. But, Imagine uh, if you
1: were competing in Battle of the Bands as, like, a serious rock band and then something like S Club 7 showed <laughs> up and a bunch of guys wearing Lycra cat suits. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just, you know, what happens at the Venice Beach Battle of the Bands stays at Venice Beach Battle of the Bands, apparently. Yeah. So so everyone's friends again, Paul and Bradley have a little bit of an awkward hug and they go out on stage and perform Natural, which I, I was worried about what song they were going to do. But where, when Natural started, I was like, yes, mm-hmm. good way to end the episode. I like this song. Mm-hmm. Again, not really a fan of the way this was shot. No, not at all. Really dark again. Lots of flashing lights again very weird moving
0: camera moving around weirdly like you can barely see the audience uh, in the shot though I, I did enjoy that uh, at one point you can see guys incorporated fighting in the audience as well because yeah. <laughs> that's just that's what they do um but yeah and did it, it ended abruptly for you as well right so it it, it kind of cuts off on on youtube I think
1: almost kind of before the end of the song. Yeah, I um I found another version online and that is basically that's the end anyway. I like oh, okay. I double checked. I double checked in case anything had been like cut off at the end, but well, no nope, that is the That's disappointing
0: because I was I cuz I think I I looked it up just very quickly on IMDb and it said it was 1 hour and I was like okay, but this is 44 minutes
1: um uh, maybe it means with adverts i don't know oh yeah possibly yeah, yeah maybe because in america it probably would have had adverts yeah yeah you're right unless there's a unless there's a, a director's cut with extra <laughs> scenes oh
0: let's let's get that on dvd sophie i'll, I'll go hard <laughs> um yeah because i thought surely it can't just end with a song like sh- surely there's some tying up to do <laughs> no okay well good to know <laughs> <laughs> bradley's back in the band it's all good Oh, there we go. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of armography, as Craig Revel Horwood would say on on Strictly. I'd kind of forgotten, I think, all the S Club dance routines. And yeah, there's just a lot of, I don't know, punching the air, punching to
1: the side, dancing. Yeah, fine. (laughs) Well done, Tina, on your choreography. Well done. Yeah, choreography is good. Directing, not so much. Mm. Sorry, uh, Jeff Jones, if you're listening or if you even exist, I couldn't find you online, but I'm not I'm not a fan of your work. <laughs> Could it be a pseudonym for someone else, you know, giving their hand at directing for the first time? Possibly, because I, um, I looked up who was directing the next series out of interest, and yeah, the original guy, Andrew Margitson, appears to be just gone now. He directed the first two, and then that's it, which I didn't realise. But yeah, the director of the next series, also, like, this was his only credit on IMDb. Mm. so maybe it is like you said maybe it's a sort of a pseudonym i don't know seems odd yeah what to I, I direct a whole series of something and then nothing else ever again that, this is a conspiracy theory i'm happy to start you know mm-hmm. uh yeah let me know let me know what you think <laughs> i think his name's something like joe nathan or something like that if yeah. anyone's listening who knows who jeff jones is or knows who directed hollywood 7 get in touch yeah that would be interesting to know or if you watched S Club TV starring Holly Willoughby and Ben Barnes <laughs> as the alternative S Club Seven. Oh, so, dear. any any final thoughts on the episode? Or do you have any notes that we haven't brought up already? Um, no, I think I, I I've
0: said most stuff. It, I I really loved going back on this. Um, it, it was a very fun experience, and I'm glad I'm happy to get the context because honestly, I think I was just confused as to where it was in the timeline, and you know why they were in LA but then Hollywood but it's the same um and and yeah because honestly I can't remember a, a thing of Hollywood 7 I'm looking forward well, to listening. even with the context it's <laughs> yeah, quite true. confusing there's no continuity <laughs> I'm very curious to see if uh if they're going to stay in the same house if there's going to be more earthquake related um situations and and yeah I'm I'm keeping my, my fingers crossed for a return of Mickey D, but I think uh, I'm, I'm keeping them crossed for nothing. But
1: uh, Yeah, I think he was a highlight of the episode. I would have liked to see more of him. And
0: um, yeah, definitely felt like I, I had some of the outfits that the, the women had. So there's uh, one of the scenes where Paul and Zoe meet, Harley Willoughby's wearing this sort of black crop top with um, mm. the, the straps wrapped around her neck. I had that exact top for my first secondary school disco where (laughs) I'm like 11 years old I'm wearing a lot of makeup a lot of bindis I think and I I like done my hair up in a fancy way so it was it felt very nostalgic you know a lovely trip down memory lane
1: but yeah I was yeah there's a lot of um like halter tops and bandanas Mm -hmm. and I can't remember what that style of jeans is called, where it's kind of tight around the bum and the thighs, and then it sort of like flares out a bit.
0: There's yeah, there's like flares and three-quarter length trousers as well, and cargo cargo trousers every every now and again, definitely. But it, that's meant to be back in fashion now, isn't it? <laughs> as these things are cyclical. <laughs> uh, I've seen a lot of Tammy Girl chat recently on
1: on the oh, internet. Tammy
0: Girl, yeah because yeah and i was thinking actually you know maybe the reason why i missed out on hollywood seven is because i um so i grew up in the uk but then age 13 i moved to luxembourg so i wouldn't Mm -hmm. have had um you know the children's tv but i you know definitely this this broadcast not just in the uk and the us right so i think other people would have would have seen it but yeah i but to be honest by that point anyway i turned into my pretentious you know i'm into indie and and I'm not into pop anymore and rejected it. So I think, actually, I just wouldn't have been the age anymore to be into it either.
1: Yeah, I think that'll probably happen with a lot of people because I've never seen the film, seeing Double, that came at the end of it all. Because, yeah, I would have been too old at the time. I wouldn't have been interested in S Club 7 anymore or S Club, as they were at that point, without Paul. Also already at that point... Oh, yeah, but for the film it was without Paul. Yeah, you're okay. But, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I
0: mean, the existence of Viva S Club... Like I had never heard of them being in Barcelona. I'm very curious to see what goes on there and what dodgy accents and <laughs> language is
1: gonna be. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting that they they cha- they do change it up. Seen as they're now doing two series in the same place, they are gonna go to Spain in the fourth one. Yeah, exactly. Which yeah makes makes sense. Maybe maybe a
0: bit cheaper as well. Uh, they're probably mm-hmm. happier to be closer to home because yeah, when you when you do read about how how this was i mean these series were filmed very back to back and um i think yeah, some yeah. Gonna say it's like a bit of a blur and then, yeah I'm, I'm not surprised because it's, it's gonna be yeah they probably
1: jet lagged for most of the time they were filming it probably they probably got fo- got flown out and then had to film everything in a few weeks and then got flown back to the uk again to record an album or do mm-hmm. a live performance or something it sounds mad
0: yeah and i mean maybe they're performing in the us at the same time as well i don't really know but you know it's also a tv show where There are these dance scenes where, you know, you're going to, it's like, you know, filming several music videos as well. (laughs) This one with some terrible, uh, (laughs) some terrible camera work.
1: Um, But yeah, like they must have been absolutely exhausted by the end of it. So before we finish, where can people find you on Twitter? And you want to tell people about your podcast? Absolutely. So um, my personal handle on all my social media is
0: at flame underscore me underscore up which is a song by a band called millionaire it was my kind of adoption when i was 15 as my online identity and i'm now 33 and it just has not changed (laughs) you can search for barbara mendes george um i have a music podcast called over underrated which i co-host with my friend fran and basically the way it works is we pick a theme like a genre or a place like california for example um and then we pick a band within that theme that might be seen as overrated and another band that might be seen as underrated um and then we make a, a 10-track playlist to discuss whether those um attributions are, are correct or not and uh sophie you're going to be guesting on uh the latest season maybe talking about one of the bands that we talked about today
1: <laughs> yeah i think by the time this episode comes out that episode might be out already so everyone go and check out over underrated i'll I'll probably be on one of the latest episodes indeed and yeah we we had a very fun time uh, chatting chatting some similar
0: themes to today but kind of talking talking about the music uh in a bit more detail too
1: thank you for listening to this episode of it's an s pod thing it was edited by alex blondek with music by william kitchener if you enjoyed the podcast and want to let us know that we're your number one please subscribe and leave us a good review